You're listening to Wyatt on the Wing with thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. Wormy, what do we got this week? Mate, another massive episode. We digest the huge level of correspondence from last week's episode. Uh, we're going to touch on the BelieveTasmanian.com.au push for our AFL team. Oh yeah, get around it. Hey, we have another deep dive from Derek. Is it a good one this week? It's one? a ripper. We oh, look at good. the TSL and hey. its potential revitalisation. Really? Uh, have you heard of an unsportsmanlike rule for umpires can pay? No. No, we're going to discuss that one. Oh, interesting. Uh, you know what? We're going to give a shout out to some absolute legends down at the Hewan. And I've got a good story that uh, wraps up just about everything except fire pits for local footy. All that and a couple of pieces of golden brown wholemeal toast coming up. Ah, wormy. Wilders, we're early. I've got a quick plane to catch you're on, uh, in about an hour, so we're um, quick, quick early record. This could be, this could be, this could be a record. Be early this could Monday be afternoon. Maybe I can get it for the flight. Ooh. Don't count <laughs> your that, chickens. Not that good. Yeah. Uh, mate, hey. How was your weekend? Well, before we get to that, straight off the bat, I want to give a massive pump up and shout out to some blokes down at the Hewan. All right, it's not... Not one of our favourites, Mr. S. Four blokes on the weekend, or last week, did some great work. Reese Jennings, Kane Nielsen, Cam Wilcox, and Kane Wouters, Wouters, I hope I pronounced that right, Kane, all dropped their own building work midweek to complete the roof and wall framing for the Signet Footy Club's number 11 house project ah. for we go. So, um, obviously, all the profits that they're selling from this uh, house is going to Ryan Wiggins. Um, typical with Hobart, rain's forecast this weekend or the weekend we've just had. Um, and the work had to be completed, ready for the roofing, which is due to commence this week. And the boys got the job done, put down tools and their own jobs to get out and get this house done. So well done to those four boys. Um, I don't know how much you've been following the uh, progress seen, of this. Seen the um, seen the updates that they've been putting up on the socials yeah. and stuff, which is Great. an incredible community F- effort. Phenomenal, and it's not just for such a brilliant core. Or can you call it brilliant? Such a worthy cause. Yeah, absolutely. So the the club bought the land, and but all the la- labour has been donated by individuals. Um, but not only community down there at the Hewan, so Signet guys from Signet Dodgers, but also Lauderdale, where where we go used to play. Um, Mitre Ten in Kingston have donated all the framing, the cladding, Nubco Steel, the slab, Duggins, all the um, all the concrete. So. It's all. It's, it's where it's a really good um, showing of where local football. Oh, it's great. Interacts it? with the whole community. Perfect for us. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to everyone. Um, the club are still taking donations to pay for things. The land's got to be paid for. So if anyone does want to help out, I had a great chat with a fella, David Brereton. Contact him. Oh four oh nine. 
913336. What was that number again? Well, just click back. 15 seconds. <laughs> the, the little, the, the little back. Re- rewind. Yeah. 0409 913336. David Brereton. Uh, he was great to chat to um, with his time. So, yeah, well done to those boys and everyone else involved. Wilders, how was your weekend? Uh, do you know what? I've had a massive football weekend. Have you? Yes, okay. I have. Excellent. It, All uh, around at one location or just? No, I went everywhere. So Friday afternoon, I did a Auskick session. Right. Ran, uh, ran an Auskick ran, session. Ran an Auskick session, uh, which is an inaugural one for the year. So, God, it was good seeing kids. How many kids did you have? Uh, there would have been 45, 50. Mm, not bad. So hard to manage. Yep. But great fun. Uh, seeing the enthusiasm in their eyes. And just lighted up. It's like, just go and have a kick, kids. Love it. Loved it. They were so driven. They just wanted to play. They just wanted games. Did you set up a, a game? Uh, well, just got, we go, got through right, the session play. pretty quickly. And then at the end of it, we um, we set up some handball and kicking games and stuff. And they just went through it. The thing that uh, resonated with me, though, this young bloke in a Hawthorne top, he was so enthusiastic for the games that he um, went to kick a ball completely missed it on it off his boot, threw himself off balance, fell back on his back. Brilliant. And you know what he did? Just burst into laughter. Awesome. And it was like and all the parents around just recognised that this kid is just loving footy. And loving that, life that, by that, the that, sounds of that it. for me was just it. Uh like I sat down on the couch on Friday night. I can't watch Friday night football. Because the commentators on Channel Seven, uh, largely Brian Taylor and James Brayshaw, can't do it. So I found enough. myself watching NBA and NRL. NRL? Wow. To, yeah. Was that the Biffo game? Uh, well, not on not, the telecast. Not, not that we're going to get that sort of It was. Yes, was absolutely. Uh, and then rolled into Saturday. Saturday was not the greatest weather across the state. No. Uh, had a couple of soccer games with the kids early on. And then I said to the kids, oh, do you want to come and, do you want to come and filter yourself out and around some uh, local football matches? And uh, they had a look out the window and suggested that they wouldn't be conducive to kicking the football on any of the grounds. So they decided, no, we'll stay at home on the couch. And I said, radio, fine. <laughs> I'll go by myself. That's, that's, uh, so I flicked into York Park, went and saw a uh, very underwhelming Glenorchy side up yeah. against North Onceston. We, which might, was a, we might talk about that well, later I reckon on. we might touch on that. Uh, went there for a half, then flicked up to the... Um, the two o'clock game at uh, Rochalie for oh, the, that was the long the, the long, first long walk the long in walk. Tasmania, finishing at uh, the Rochalie Footy Club Is with that Michael. Called? The long walk, yeah, the long walk, yeah, first only, one in Tassie. Yep, uh, with Michael Long and uh, caught up with him, had a brief little chat with him. Excellent. And, uh, what's, renowned, he, what's he think of the podcast? Does he like it? Uh, he hadn't heard of it, right? But uh, I made him blatantly aware of it on numerous <laughs> occasions, uh, a la your performance when meeting people. Uh, I also ran into renowned sports journalist Martin Flanagan. Ah, now wouldn't he be a ah? Now he was very keen to come on and talk Tasmanian football. So excellent! I dare say Locked there's in. something coming uh, there. Fantastic! Uh, but have a guess where I found myself chatting to both of them uh, at the bar at the Snake Pit. N- no, it wasn't at the bar. It was standing oh, standing of in way fr- out in the wing. No, um, well, it was way out in the wing, but it was standing in front of the grandstand. But we had there was a roller door slightly open. Only at at waist level, probably only a foot open, but there was a warm breeze coming out of it. The clothes dryer was inside, and we all... Oh, there we go. Hold on, I'll let him out. Uh, This is where I'd attempt to continue the story, but I wasn't there, so I won't. So uh, anyway, we're standing there, and it was uh, was only after a little bit that we realised that we were standing in front of this warm breeze. Hollywood were there, Rick Fontaine. 
Uh, Scotty Rigby in TFA oh, was up there. So. Hey, last episode was called Name Drop. No, oh, well, this is Name Drop Mac Two. Uh, so watch the first half up there, and then I flicked over to NTFA Div One, where yep. saw you up there for uh, um, would we what would we call it? Competitive. What's a tot? It was a tot. It was a tot mm. between Lilydale and St. Pat's. Oh, look, I, I would have loved to have seen those two teams go at it on a perfect day of footy. But we play football, perfect we play in all and, conditions. And full, and full team component as yeah. well. Oh, so, we're, we're yeah, one of I, the reckon, mountain, I reckon Lilydale was a little under, okay. under-resourced. Yep. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I don't like pumping up St. Pat's because rivalries when we played. But uh, they, look, they look good. They've picked up a couple of... Good recruits and um, yeah, yeah Michigan. Don't, don't win premierships. No, no, you don't. But they look solid, um, and and they play that ground well. Obviously, better than anyone. Speaking of St Pat's, did you see Jacob Knight kicked? I think it was seventeen goals last weekend for his country club, wherever Is he's playing in Queensland. Yeah, Queensland. Yeah, yeah. He, had the zinc, he had the zinc on. I yeah. thought, oh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, good and then guns. Sunday, Sunday had juniors. Um, do you know, on juniors, I found last week with my junior side, we got a bit pack football-like, so I thought this week I'd clarify positions. I like this. It's um, It was a going back to trying to define what defenders do, what midfielders do and what forwards do from a coaching perspective was actually really refreshing. Like trying to, in, in a very short period of time and a couple of dot points, what each of those positions do was – Quite clarifying from a coaching point of view on on what it is. I'm happy to go into it at some point, but probably not in the intro of this. No, 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 no. I, I know what you mean. Well, but I, was, it was I good. saw it. I was sitting I there know with you, from but, a uh, forward's point of view. It was um, kick create. Goals. Oh yeah, create scoring opportunities, <laughs> aka kick goals. Yeah. So, uh, but um, it was overcast, windy, a little bit wet. Dew was on the ground, but I needed sunglasses on Sunday morning. <laughs> Do you know why? I know why. I know uh, why. In very, very true Dendam style, young Charlie, your young bloke in our team, uh, had on the brightest <laughs> fluoro orange boots I've ever seen, to which- Is it orange or salmon? Well, I wasn't going to call it pink, <laughs> so I thought orange was they're, they're there or thereabouts. They're, they're different. But, he li- uh, he liked but I, thought, fit. I thought we needed to draw attention to it at you, the start well, you, of the you game. D- you did that. And uh, we re- referred to it as the secret weapon just prior to the opening bounce. Oh, I got a lot of blank looks at me. And I said, we've got, we've got a even, secret weapon. Yeah. from me. I said, uh, we need to give a standing <laughs> ovation. I'd like to put your hands together. For Charlie Denham's boots, <laughs> and they all there, and they all looked and just <laughs> like, burst into laughs. So it was like uh, Richmond telling the well, joke. I've got a question. I've got, que- got a question for you. So he, he, Charlie, being the middle child, gets the hand me downs. Anyways, complained the last three weeks. He said, "Dad, every time I step out there, my feet are saturated." So I said, "No worries, mate. Let's go get your pair of boots." So we got the boots, limited supply at the moment everywhere. Anyway, got the ones that fit him. Went out. So this is the first week he's played in these boots. Just. Just tell me, how did the team go last week? What was the score last week? Uh, 86 to zero. A loss. A loss. So he didn't Against score. a very, yeah. very good side. And then, the, so, he's, so he didn't have the boots on then. He's worn the boots this week. What was the score this week? Uh, 47 to seven. <laughs> Win. Well, I tell you what, I reckon you're on the money. Super well, boots. Hang on. So. What were our comments on the sidelines? <laughs> Oh, God. He wasn't, he wasn't moving that well. Oh, settled down. Or was that last week? No, that was the week oh, before. Oh, okay, then right. No, he was all right. Uh, he, anyway, they, but they obviously worked. They did. So we did. We got that over and, and done and, with. And more importantly, his feet weren't 
wet. Oh, well, that's uh, so more that, important. That, that was the most uh, But, yeah, Sunday saw a few good results performances, including Hillwood's Archie Wilkinson had to last minute step into the head coaching role for uh, his under-16 side. So he's an assistant coach. Yep. Uh, and got a win in a very tactical match. Ooh, display very of impressive. Some, some yeah, knowledge well done, for a young Archie. Kid. Well done, and well Archie. done to the boys playing. Excellent. Um, but he told a funny story about on the Saturday prior. So huge wind on Sunday across the state. I know. I loved it. Uh, but he was talking about like try flat time quarters. You try and if you're kicking with the wind, you try and make the quarter go as long as possible. So yep. you go and recover the ball yep. and you yep. get it out. Or if it's you're going against the wind, you try and make yeah. it go yeah. as yeah. long so, as possible. Yep. But he told a story on Saturday that uh, he found himself arms and legs deep, intimate with the rose bushes at Hillwood, <laughs> trying to extract a football with out kicking, of it, kicking, with, kicking the with the wind oh, to no. try and get the ball out on it. I'm not sure if it was his kick or a teammate's, but he said I didn't realise quite how much uh, how many thorns Rosebushes has until he was arms <laughs> okay. deep in there. That's quite good. Um, I had the same experience on Sunday. The under fourteen boys were kicking with the breeze in the last quarter. It's like oh, we might we might head up to the uh, the goal end and get the balls rushed back. They ended up kicking three and losing by one goal, so it was oh. close. Anyway, I um I my weekend was okay. Thanks for asking. Um. A little bit of footy, but actually I had a busy week prior with local footy. On Tuesday, I was up at the northwest coast, and I had a big gap between appointments. So I was out at Alveston. I did tell Gilly you were up there. Yeah. I wonder if thought you might caught up with lunch. Yeah, well, he I was went up that way. I went, didn't know that. Um, yeah. But I didn't went message you. No, nah, he has. I've got that in <laughs> correspondence. But um, anyway, I was in Alveston, and I had basically three hours before I had to get back to Devonport. So I took my time and went and visited some of the um, ovals up that way. So had a oh, look at... You flick the photos through I've, them, I've got them, oh, so okay, we, we can get them on there. So I've, I've been at... I went to Ulverston, um, which is a nice, beautiful, picturesque There ground. was a report in The Advocate about some creep driving around slowly. <laughs> well, that'd be me. White van. I went to... So I went to uh, Albany. Then I went to... So that's the NTFL. Then I went to East Ulverston. Mm. And I thought, well, I've seen East. I might as well go to, to West. Couldn't find West. Um... But now I've been told where that is. Then kept on going. Went to Turner's Beach. So yes. that's that's a that's a cool little beach. It is. Very past the strawberry patch. Yeah, like um, reminds me a bit of Greens Beach actually up there with the caravan park on the water, and that's lovely. Then thought, oh well, I'm I'm here. Might as well go to Fourth. 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 So I went to Fourth. Um, viewed their ground. That was nice. Uh, and then Sprayton on the way. <laughs> then no, then I went to work. And so then, you were and then, really rushing back. No, it wasn't at all. And then. Um, I had a client out at, at uh, Sheffield, so I went to uh, Sprayton on the way through, saw Sprayton, and then on the way back, it was a late one, just caught the end of Sprayton and their uh, Tuesday night training session. So I've pretty much covered off the NWFL uh, on, oh, on Tuesday. Well, so anyway, it was good. I love... Very out of character I, I love, for you to do that. I love, I love seeing the footy grounds. And then um, also, I this is again during the week, Thursday night, this is a this is a you know this is a last dance Michael Jordan pitch, uh, motion picture all over it for the TSL. Uh, is it Andrew Cox Goodyear? Yeah, yeah. North Mel- North um, Launceston. Rachel A. Oh no, who's the one at uh, Brad? At Bradley. North, he's yeah. at North. So I went for a run on Thursday night, and this would have been half an hour before training, and there he was just putting in the extras smashing the pavement, going about twice the speed I was, um, around uh, 
uh, Heritage Forest. So he's a fair way from home and just pumping the case. That, youngsters out there listening, is how you become the best by putting in the extra effort. It's a Michael Jordan. It's a documentary. It's a TS- What's it going to be called? TSL documentary. They'd get hundreds, thousands. Bread. 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 The risen life. <laughs> oh, that was it. That was a nickname. Okay, I was going to say that. Be. That's horrible. Anyway, it was anyway, good. Oh, hey, that's a good weekend. It is. Oh, great decision, that one. Now, listen, at Way Out in the Wing, we want to build a community, a community of local footy devotees. But we can't do that alone. At the moment, you, the listener, are simply an audience. But the cool thing about what we want to do at Way Out in the Wing is to be that thriving community, a footy voice piece that brings all of you like-minded and hugely passionate individuals together. And that's pretty powerful in a largely regional volunteer space that is local Tassie footy. So we want to bring you together. Let us know what's happening at your club, in your league or region, so that we can let Australia know about it. Send us a picture of your teammates' rude training attire. The shot of goal that they mucked up on the weekend. Let us know what your canteen excels at. Hashtag canteen watch. Or what events, fundraisers or reunions you've got on. Hit us up on the socials, at Way Out Wing, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or flick us an email, wayoutinthewing at gmail.com, so we can let everyone know just what's happening at grassroots level. You look like you're about to press a button. Oh, oh. we missed the correspondence. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Ah, the wing radar. So we've spoken about the weekends. What what flagged on your radar football news-wise this week? Well, I did actually cover off on the Believe Tassie launch, but I'll let you get to that. Um, <clears throat> a couple of things. Number one, watch this space. Rumours floating around the NWFL that one of Sheffield's club legends is looking at popping the boots back on. For a bit this year and maybe next year, likely to play another eight or so games to reach milestone 350. Now, his son is currently playing with the club and he'd love to play a few games. So just keep an eye on that. That just came across my radar. No, I'm not going to name names. I just want to keep that on the down low. But, you know, just anyway, I'll tell you what also came on my radar just quickly. Well, we got old. Afternoon. Sort of. Um, I'm going to try and delay this for as long no, as possible don't. so that you miss your fight. <laughs> Two for $10 tickets yeah, to the, the AFL. AFL. What is that? Yeah. Cost you 8 bucks to get to local footy and they were giving tickets away. Just goes to show. What was the crowd? 5,000, oh, I r- think. Rubbish. It wouldn't have been that much. No one wants a non... Sorry, how would I Okay, work? then. No, no one. Like the so, is that a show of? Is that a reflection of the teams that came down to play? Yes. Or is it a now a case of the Tasmanian public showing that boots feet on the ground, yeah. not supporting? Are we not? Are we not cannibalising our own uh, argument by not supporting I, an I, NFL I don't, game? I don't think if a crowd of two thousand rocked up or a crowd of twenty thousand rocked up, I don't think it will have a have a bearing on the 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 Tassie footy landscape for the for the AFL team, and I'll put this to you, and I reckon there are a lot of people in this boat 
Some people, and I saw a Twitter post, a Twitter post someone put up, he said, I won't travel 20 minutes to go watch an AFL game at Bell Revival, but I've just, I've just travelled for two and a bit hours to Sydney and Melbourne to watch the Tassie Jack Jumpers play. So make of that as you would. I'm the same. I went to Melbourne and went, went and watched them. I'm not travelling down to Tassie to watch North Melbourne, but if Tassie team are playing, fits in schedule, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm there. But I'm not, even if I had, I had nothing else on, but I wasn't travelling down to I watch saw them. a bit of commentary during the week, actually, of um, what we discussed uh, last week on the podcast about breaking down the north-south barrier and calling the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers Tasmania and how that has to then flow through, obviously, to our AFL side. Mm. Um and people get around it yep. ra- rather than 100%. implanting a North uh, Melbourne versus Port Adelaide game, uh, regardless of the fact that it's um, top flight level. But, yeah, when it's cheaper to get into an AFL game than an old Scholars game. Something, something's amiss. Mm, yeah. Exactly. So, touchy on that, we saw the launch of the BelieveTasmanian.com.au. There's a spirit here, hard to describe, impossible to ignore. We're all born with it. This fight, this gravel rash grit, this devil-like determination, this holy Tasmanian spirit, it's what defines us all. Now the time has come to unleash this spirit on the great game. But without our boots on hallowed grounds, the AFL will never be truly complete, nor will we. This is going to take every ounce of spirit we can muster for this one final push. The last in our lifetime, perhaps the last ever. The time for dreaming is done. The time has come. Join the last push to play on. Believe Tasmanian. Get around it. Now, it is Believe Tasmanian with yes. an N, not a .com.au. If you click on Believe Tasmania. I did that this morning. And it, yeah. With the church group? I didn't, no, I didn't. Oh, there's a church group, Believe Tasmania.com. Tasmania. Uh, yeah, so yeah, well. I almost signed up for the wrong thing. But anyway. <laughs> so jump on there, Believe Tasmanian.com.au for, to uh, support your... Uh, local Tasmanian football I've side. I've registered. You registered? I've registered the five people in my household. Did you see they want video messages of support? Uh, well, I've jumped on the website and I saw our uh, good mate of the show. Uh, well, yeah, he's doing the interviews. Toby Lutwich, Queenstown oh, yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, Abby Green. On there, Abby Green. Mm-hmm. But they said, they said, send us in a video. Surely Tassie's only f- local footy podcast hosts will do a video and... Watch this, on watch this space. Absolutely. Uh, do you know the best thing about the launch on that video that was there? Uh, the spiritual home of Tasmanian football was there. Queenstown. Yeah. Mm, I did see the gravel. Yes. Uh, something we missed last week. NWFA game between Wesley Vale and Sprayton. Ah, uh, yes. Stephen Milne mm. bobbed up. Kicked five for the Vale. He did. That's what we've got to return... Uh, Refer to Wesley Vale as now the Vale. It was initially slated that it was going to be a Dane Swan game. Yeah, I think hamstring yeah, injury, injured. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he booted five in the Ruse forty-seven point win over Sprayton. Uh, I had fifty-one, so that's interesting. But one of uh, us is right, and that's right. One's not. It's close. Uh, do you know what flagged on my radar? Far away. I hate to harp back on it. Go on. The descent rule. Oh, uh, you, you know what? I'm actually now moving more into your camp. Oh, I that think, was rid- you know, 
maybe it's if oh, we're not listening. Listening on SEN this morning, Nathan Buckley and Gary Lyon had a brilliant discussion about it, about the difference between no, none of us condone descent towards an umpire. Correct. It's why the rule was put into place. Yep. But there is a very clear difference. Well, sorry, I think to the common person, there's a very clear difference between dissent towards an umpire and asking a question. Yeah, communicating, asking a question. If you put your arms out and go, and I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but what a stupid beep, beep decision. That's beep. That's dissent. Absolutely. But if you put your arms out and go, ah, oh, I. I Especially I he got in, rid of it. Like, especially in not... the case of the Western Bulldogs oh, bloke, that was... who believe that yeah. the free kick should have actually been paid and, to him. And that's the other one. Like sometimes you think the free kick's for you and you're like, What? I thought it was my descent. Yeah. Um, um at the moment it's all over the shop. But it's the same it's the same as that um protected zone. Like players are running in and then boot scooting out of there, and then the player loses that five five meters and they're done by now, Common sense. It just needs common sense. So, very sense interestingly, umpire. I ran into Andy Gower, the Northern Tasmanian Football Umpires Association head uh, on the weekend, and we will speak with him during the week or Ooh. in the next week okay. uh, about a few things. Um, but I, I posed a question. Have we? Uh, I've alluded to the fact that I believe we've gone too far in the dissent rule. I concur. I'm on your do side. We, do we need to look at it and go... Is there an umpire interpretation component, much like umpires interpret holding the ball or uh, a throw or a free kick, whatever it is, that umpires are given a level of interpretation about what they perceive dissent to be? <laughs> Play music there. Uh, and so subsequently, at whatever level you're playing, you begin to learn what umpires are likely to pay much like if you have a full forward that can kick 70 metres, well, you know you might put a, a defender on them that holds them further up the ground or something. Is that... You lost me. As far as personal uh, I, preference I, from the uh, umpires. Yeah. Like I, if look, you've I, got I an just, umpire that's going to pay dissent more frequently as yep. opposed to someone who you know you can have a conversation with and question... Yeah. It's, maybe. I'm a, yeah. Mate, maybe. It's a... It's it's a hard one. I find um, I've definitely moved more towards your side of it. I think it, it, it just needs to be subjective in the moment. Um, n- like not a yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think the rules are far. There's a confusion there. A- absolutely. Even Gary Lyon said yeah. this morning. <laughs> Come around the other way, Doc. Uh, he said it, this morning. Com- it's as commentators. Yeah. If they see a player because of the way that the rule is structured now. They see a player put their arms up. They commentate the fact, oh, that should be 50 metres. That's right. And it's not paid. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, they're drawing attention attention. to the fact that the umpires are no longer doing their job right. Yeah. Um, In the intro, I said there was a rule. Hang on. You go. You go. (laughs) Well, I'm going to... All right. You talk about your rule. Yeah. So, in the... We've got got sizzle in and out the door. There is a rule. And I clarified this with Andy when I ran into him. There is a unsportsmanlike rule for behaviour on field that can be applied to a free kick um, for or for a free kick if the umpire deems it worthy. Now, Andy suggested that it would be a very brave umpire 
To use it? To use it. Yeah. And it is very, very infrequently used. But I heard a story. Uh, actually, you know who told this story? I love a story. Hollywood. Oh. Uh, Rick Fontaine suggested that, well, he didn't suggest. He told me this story about a game back at NTFA level between Owls and St. Pat's on a very wet day with a very wet leather ball. How, how, how long ago? Uh, we, say 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, and this OLs forward had absolutely worn the wrath of this St. Pat's defender all day and had been towed up. Anyway, got a free kick late in the last quarter, stepped back off the mark maybe four metres, lined up for a torpedo and just launched into his opponent. Now, Rick didn't say where the ball went on his torso, head, or anyway. Anyway, the St. Pat's defender keeled over. And at that, and the, a free kick was not paid. And, but that's why I asked the question: like, is there is that unsportsmanlike? So was it paid in that instance? No, it wasn't. Oh, it was right. play on. Yeah. But there is nothing play in, on. Kick the goal. But this is like, I thought: is there anything in the rules that would suggest that you can't that you're not allowed to go back and do that? And Andy Gower suggested that yes, there is this unsportsmanlike behaviour rule that can be applied well, in go. an instant I'm, like that. I'm sure there's plenty of those little rules. Let's let's move on from the rules because I don't think we're going to. No, come that's up all right. Candace Belbin, Megan Gaffney from Alveston, Claire Ransom from North Hobart, and Maddie Brazendale uh, were all invited to the AFLW Draft Combine. Wee. Yeah, really good performance from them. Excellent. Hopefully they put in a better performance at the draft. Have that, you ever done the... We well, should do a draft combine. Oh, brilliant. Wing combine. Brilliant. <laughs> what that event, is what great. Event, what events are we doing? Are we, we're going to do them all. Are we not going to do them local football related? No, we're going to do the actual. We're going well, to find out. It. We're going to find out what they do. We'll, Skull off? No, 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 no. We're getting Roach to <laughs> to tell us it. what it is, and he's going to take us. We're going to film this. Ooh. That's great. I love it. See? We're going to film the our best must, idea. Is it a beep, our, it a beep test? Hopefully no, not. No, they do the. I think they do a um, one one t- k time trial, five hundred meter time trial. I think is it. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I love it. Our that, best ideas that, always come off the cuff. That's awesome. Thanks for being part of the Wing community. Make sure you subscribe, like, rate and review on your podcast channel choice. It'll really help us. Let's get back. Hey, um, Thursday night dinners. Everyone loves a Thursday night dinner at the footy clubs. Um, they are a favourite. Well, how's this for Georgetown Footy Club on last weekend with some football royalty on hand to conduct both training, and then stayed for Thursday night dinner. They had Essendon and Port Adelaide Premiership player and Brownlow medalist Gavin Wanganeen. Uh, they had Brett Ebert, Tommy Rockliffe, three-time Adelaide Crows, the pig, uh, AFLW Premiership player Justine Mule. So how's that for a That's Thursday very night? very good local dinner, football hey? night. Now, speaking of Brownlow medalists and Premiership players, we did allude last week to Swanee playing for OHA against 11th of June Hutchins um, yeah 11th of June North Hobart so the the second home of footy or the home down south kicking off at one o'clock and then he's staying around for an evening with Swanee <laughs> 60 bucks ahead I reckon that'd be worth going there'd be some ripper stories for uh, for Swanee uh, Launceston and Jake Boyd called up for VFL duties with North Melbourne on Sunday um, 
in his VFL debut. Unfortunately, it was a 110-point loss to the Casey Demons. Uh, Jake got 10 touches, a couple of marks, a couple of tackles. Also in VFL, Jay Lockhart kicked three in Southport's um, win over GWS. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Mate, I'm done on the wing. Oh, what, mate, what I'm only just starting. Oh, come on. It's almost uh, DLs, we touched on it. Glenorchy having to forfeit. Yeah. A team yep. due to lack of numbers. Yep. Uh, that's the second, second time. time in three weeks. Yep. If you're anywhere near, if you're retired, if you're taking a year off football, get down to Glenorchy. You live in the um, northern suburbs down there? Get down, get to training so that they can at least have a game. Yep. Because there's kids missing out playing footy because of those numbers. So score watch, Oakland score watch. Yeah, hey, they goal. did well. Goal watch, two goals. Two goals. Well, they came two back in the second Justin, half. Justin, that would have been a sniff. Justin Cartledge and yeah. Kobe Dare Rainey. Yeah, uh, it's just that a rampant Campbelltown kicked 39 goals in response. Yeah, our old uh, our old adversary Timmy Hall bagged six. Ned Carr, Ned had Carr, a day ten. Yeah, Matty Haywood seven. Big Matty Haywood got a lot of fans on the socials. Big Matty Haywood does he? Yes, Hello. might give a little dirt, a little oh, bit of run for his money. Let's see what sounds like a little inductee for the wing all stars. Let's uh, let's see what. Yet. Uh, so NTFA Premier, got- I said I was up at Rochelle, the Battle of the Tigers. It was yeah. city over country. Uh, in uh, And Rochelle head to the top of the ladder, sitting at 5-1. and one. The surprise pack at Hillwood, coached by a good friend of the show, Jake Pearce, Premiership Ruckman, Jake Pearce, uh, set a game back in clear second. Uh, NWFL, Devonport remain undefeated. Circular Heads well, the- still looking for that breakthrough win. Yeah. Despite an improved performance in a five-goal loss against Alveston. Uh, the Hayes League, Darwin. The Hayes League. After a tight first quarter contest, which... Oh, hold on, just quickly. Oh, going yeah. back, that NWFL game between Olvey and Circular Head. Did you hear about the umpires in that game? No. No, it's good news. Um, between them, between all the umpires, they had officiated 2,377 senior football so games. they're the ones you would not argue back with. <laughs> That's right. So Gary Kane led the charge. 725. wonder if he's paid an unsportsmanlike game. Well, well, we'll find out. So, anyway, it was umpire appreciation round in it the was. juniors on the weekend. A lot of so green shout, tape shout going out, around that I shout, had to clean up out of the room. Shout out to uh, to those umpires in that game. Uh, so, a tight first quarter in the contest, which saw Somerset only down by 20 points at quarter time to ladder leader Yola. Yola coach, uh, a new coach this year, Zach Smith, must have turned the screws and put the fear of God into his players where he didn't allow Somerset to score for the rest of the game. And in turn, leading in front, putting a BOG performance, running away 174-point winners, which is a little bit disappointing. Uh, second place, Yeoman did likewise to Cellar Dwellers Caprona. Uh, and that's what flagged on my radar. Nice, nice. Well, a couple of, um, a couple of old scholars uh, games. Oh, Actually, yeah. one was the, the tot. Uh, well, no, it's not a tot. But it was Hutchins getting the win over St. Virgil's yeah, by it one come point from behind. Yeah, so three, four goals down at three quarter yeah, time. Yeah, they they stormed home and did a great job. So uh, George Burberry continued his great start of the year. Another stellar display. Former Blue Bagger Marcus Davies again in the best players. So they're looking. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. Uh, we spoke about Div uh, St. Pat's over Div One. Another good game there. East Coast getting the chocolates over Owls. I reckon that. NTFA Div 1 is going to be a ripping final series. Is the final five set? It's already set, but it's going to be a great series when they get to it. I reckon any of those five teams will have a chance to play against anyone at their best. In the women's, um, there weren't too many uh, 
results. In fact, there are a lot of one-side uh, results. But next week, or this weekend, I'm looking forward to seeing South uh, Launceston in the Div 1. They travel up to Georgetown. On a Friday night game. Uh, is it Friday yeah, night? Yeah, Friday okay. night game. To- a little toddy up there. So or It's a 6pm game. Might be Saturday night. That will be good. Now, um, I've got some info about SFL women's, but I've also got correspondence in regards to it. Well, let's go into correspondence. You want to go straight into correspondence? All right. Well, I'm going to start off with, this moves into correspondence, but did you see Claremont against Clarence were awarded the four points on the weekend, even though they lost, because Clarence played two unregistered Unregistered players. players. So I'd be interested to find out who that is. But speaking... Now, actually, I saw another story surrounding this, and the um, suggestion was that the new Play HQ system was the cause of this, that players were not being able to be registered through the new Play HQ system. Okay, interesting. Well, we'll follow up up on that, because I've actually got a... I've got some... I had some correspondence from our good friend, head of AFL Taz, Damien Gill. (laughs) A couple of things he wanted to let us know, but... Go number on, one, rip it. Yeah. Number one, rip pro- it. probably same message to you. Number one, confirmed he will be making the trip up to Queenstown. <laughs> um, number two, wanted to provide feedback that he loved the interview with Big Kev. Said we need more characters in our game, and they're the backbone of local footy. But number three, most importantly, he said we failed to mention the best players in the tot last week between Kimber and Clarence in the SFLW. So I did a bit of gig, a bit of digging, and who was named Bog for Clarence in the narrow ten point loss? One R, Rachel Gill. Oh, mm, Gilly's better half. So dominated for the ruse. Hopefully she was registered. Is she an all star? Oh, imagine that before Gilly. I think Gilly got in, didn't he, last year? Maybe as a bench player. I'm not sure. No, but anyway, so that so that was interesting. Um, a little bit more correspondence. I had one a message from Biggie Lyon. Uh, one of the major sponsors of the of the show with Bigs Pigs wanted to know Jason Savage got his nickname Sav after burping on Rocket in that. Uh, no, in that it wasn't. Game. His name was Savage prior to starting that game. <laughs> I, I didn't uh, haven't had the opportunity to tell Biggie that yet. But um, uh, last yeah. week we suggested that uh, late g- starts to junior games on a Sunday were a pretty dumb thing. And yep. it should be done yep. away with. Yep. Uh, and we indicated that six o'clock was late. Great listener of the show, Aidy McHenry. Oh, yeah. Uh, he let us know that his under-16 team was still on the ground at 8.45pm oh, on a Sunday night oh. a couple of weekends ago at Invermay Park. What, what under? Under? 16. 16. They, the game started at 7.10. Wow. On a Sunday night. So why is that? That's, is that because that's of too space? Late? Oh, is that just the a number of games that were had to be played? That's uh... now he suggested that in that situation, and I I agree with this one hundred percent. Both Invermay Park and Utahs need to be utilised to stop ridiculously late games like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's stupid. Eight forty five on a Sunday yeah. night to be completing a game. Not at that. Those kids are too too young to be up that late playing footy. You got to sit down after. You got to you yeah. know. Fuel up, you recover. You're in bed at ten o'clock. Like, what does that do for education of kids? Oh well, on a on a Monday morning at school. That's a thesis. Do they turn up? That's a thesis in itself, isn't it? Uh, at Auskick on Friday afternoon. Yeah, love this. Uh, I had a young kid. I actually had a cup. Two young kids come up to me and say, "Hey, you're one of those way out in the wing blokes." Right? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which was thoroughly surprising. That's awesome. I don't know if the line was fed to them by a parent. They didn't must, know either of the kids. Didn't you? So, which I subs- 
subsequently signed both their jumpers <laughs> as wormy uh, with a little caricature with a very large proboscis. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I love it. So they're gonna be running around for years saying, I got wormies. Have you ever have you ever had to um have, has anyone ever mistaken you for someone and asked you to sign a no. an autograph? So twice it's happened to me. Once when I was playing um cricket for an underage, um I went I was bowling to the Australian team in Bell Reef. So I had my Tassie underage <laughs> gear on and some kid thought I was Someone and as I'm walking off the nets, he's asked me to sign his cricket bat. So, so you did. So of course I signed it. What's your sign? Wormy. Uh, no, nah, I don't know. But did you um, have the nickname Worm then? Um, yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, and the other time I was on the. This is a good one though. We were on. I was over in Beijing at the Olympics watching a couple of mates compete. Anyway, I snuck on the Australian team bus to go back to the village, and I wasn't meant to be on there. So I put. I borrowed my mate's cap, built his cap. I put my the cab over my eyes and then just pretended I'm asleep in the corner of the bus and uh, they didn't question anything. Anyway, we got off the bus and there's a guy, a young Chinese fella who's trying to get autographs and had this book made up of every athlete under the sun. So um, as I'm walking through, he's turned and he's flicking the page trying, trying to find me where, where I am. that nose? And then I was like, oh, and I said, there I am, mate, and I just signed on top. <laughs> So anyway, that's quite good. Hey, um, Hayden Fox. Foxy, Foxy, he's back. Yeah, he's back. Send an email. Loving Derek's deep dive. The best thing about it is when we don't agree and debate our points. So um, some good balanced views. Uh, I got some very good feedback from AFL Tez's Aaron Roberts. Ah. Loving the deep dive. Reckon it's a nice addition. I the same message message he sent you and me. I got the same. Wasn't too happy with us continually discussing basketball and had some very good figures to counterweigh our- He did. So he- Numbers of AFL players versus basketball, which do we need to go into? Oh, I suppose he- You're on a time frame. Yeah, and the stats, he said- Said AFL has fourteen thousand registered players. Basketball's just under four and a half. I, I, I reckon there's more, but I, I, I want to know. Basketball Taz haven't got back to me. He said, "This is the thing I like. Currently, AFL Taz has been to thirty-four schools this year to deliver their free program. So apparently, Basketball Taz charge a fee for their program. Unsure of numbers, but he said definitely the Jack Jumpers have been doing great things and getting out and about. Um, and these stats aren't recorded. So he said that's obviously helping them." Um, he did state a little dig that said there's more signed up Hawthorne members in Launceston than the total number of Jack Jumper Ooh, members. So I thought, oh, that's spicy. a little, little spicy one from the peach. But anyway, good to get some information. So uh, um, and and we are a, we're a local footy podcast. So we, um, we were accused of taking it easy on the NTFA uh, last week. Yep, yep. Got some very good feedback from NTFA board level. Oh, loving the podcast Ooh. this year. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> Excellent. A little bit of correlation there. Yep, absolutely. Um, hey, just quickly, oh, I bought something well, good because I'm about to go into hashtag canteen watch. Oh yes, yes. Well, I, I bought in. Look at this. This is lunch for us. This is it? cold now. The num- amount of time it's no. been sitting there. Well, oh, you were going to guess what it was? Did you see? Oh, it's bread of some description. Look, look at this. You haven't baked bread, have you? Uh, look at this. Fruit loaf. Homemade fruit loaf. I'm it looks as hard as a fucking it- granite rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, I'm going to re- wait for you to bite into it it's before quite I do. You, you talk about whatever you saw. I'm going to uh, put this on the toast. So I saw a photo of a good uh, a friend put a photo up of um, a Savaloy. And the first thing 
the first thing that I thought about was, what's the price? Did he get it for less than $2.50? Uh, to which I got the answer, no, regrettably $4. Uh, which he followed up by saying, that's a lot for offal. Coming out of the Savaloy. Uh, I said that it looks a little underdone. Very little skin splittage. Um, and he went into the story. He said, look, it was a good sous vide uh, setup. Glenorchy can do a very good snag. So this is on a Sunday morning at a junior's. Uh, the, the, in relation to the game, this is where the story gets interesting. The game got very physical. And this is at probably under 12's level, I think. Uh, and his young bloke wound them up, understood what was going on, and in true wing fashion wound the young blokes up on the opposition. Uh, finished off the match with elbows in the ribs for their handshakes rather than the <laughs> rather than the tap on the elbows or the yeah. fist bump. Uh, and then a threat from a bloke with a big mullet suggesting that the big F and C should be ashamed of his behaviour for unsportsmanlike behaviour. Oh. Uh, this was followed up by the grandmother berating... The said player. What are the clubs? To which, what are the, the clubs? To which the said player launched his mouth guard at the grandmother. Ooh. Uh, and the grandmother, oh, sorry, and the player gave the grandmother the finger and told her where to go in no uncertain terms. Oh, well, there you go. If these are the players that are boosting the, potentially the Glenorchy juniors. Stay at home. Well, no. They oh. need a game at oh. DL's level. I reckon a bit of that at DL's level. Might might, uh, might might be yes. good. Hey, what about what Maddie Lloyd? Grandmother came- grandmother was maybe forty Did- maximum. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you hear what Maddie Lloyd came out and said about Essendon? Yes. Yeah, I've just I've- run straight yeah. through it. Yeah, mm. velvet sledgehammer. Um, Rightio, couple of milestones, Wilders. Yes. Oh, sorry. No, no, got- no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Couple of milestones. Ed Stanley played a hundred games for Lauderdale on the weekend. Well done, Ed. And Regan Alford played his one fiftieth for Clem on the weekend. And uh, two time Cor- flag winner. Um, apparently, player who loves the post-match icing of the body routine, and therefore someone did at our heart. I would have thought Wilders uh, also loves a dance floor. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Corey Nankervis for North Launceston in his hundredth game. Jesse looks like he snuck right. forward and kick a go- kicked a goal too. He had a very easy chance, kicked it through for a point, and then he got a goal on it. The whole team they got to him. They would have loaded him, Shared up him down, off as well. Beautiful. Forward. That's awesome. Make sure you're up to date with all things Tassie football by following Way Out in the Wing on your social media platforms at Way Out Wing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And use the hashtag Way Out Wing to ensure you're part of the Wing community and we can share all your Tassie footy experiences. Uh, is it time? It's time. Radio. <laughs> Oh, it's time for Derek's Deep Dive. Let's get stuck into it. You're cool, fellas. Ah, uh, Derek. What a legend. What a it's legend. It's been nice, his underperformance in the pod this year. Yeah, it has. Um, just leaving us to do our, our work. Hey, uh, all right, Derek's Deep Dive, Wilders. I've got this one. This has actually come in from a listener. So someone's posed this to both of us. So you got lazy this week? No, 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 no. Um... They said, would a significantly increased salary cap, so I'm going to say 250 grand per club in line with, I think that's in line with the SANFL and those sort of... Yes. At TSL level. At, at TSL level. 
Yeah, so would a significantly increased salary cap at TSL be enough to bring the best players back to the competition and revitalise the statewide competition and rivalry? Thoughts? Uh, well, it has been muted that the salary cap of the TSL clubs will increase to 250000 So my suggestion is that that can only be done for the reasons that we're alluding to. That what, what, if, we're, if we offer a state league, you want the best talent performing in it, correct? Correct. So how do you get the best talent? Well, what's, what's, stopping, them what's the stopping them at the moment? I think, it's, it can, I think it's two things. I think commitment? Uh, I, I think it's time. Yeah. Yep, so time commitment, both um, three-day a week's you know, training, which some of the better clubs are doing, and... Um, Financial... And travel. You know, like you're, for a young kid, 18, 19, 20, you're, you're on the bus at 6 o'clock, you're coming back late, it's a whole day gone. So I think it's that commitment, but it's also, it, it's the competition from other clubs who are just throwing Who are paying big, big, dollars. big dollars. Yeah. And you only got to look at the leagues below TSL at some of the quality that's running around. Oh, it's re- you know, I mean, you've got... Without naming names, but you've got players that are well and truly within the age bracket, the skill set. No, let's, let's name and, and, the, and the times uh, that where they've come from and stuff, being able to still play TSL football. Oh. Unless they are starting a young family and there are kids involved or, or work pressures and stuff. But I think yeah. that the, the, the financial component would arguably fix the amount of people, or the, sorry, the amount of players that should be playing TSL level. Mm. If you if you got a top tier system where the highest um, budget per season is at TSL level, well then you're obviously going to be able to pay yeah. the better players. Well, it's, it's at least it's removing that argument that they're not getting paid what they should. Or I mean, te- you know, that's a whole other argument. But the should's the wrong word. They're getting paid to compete with those lower leagues, so it's that's that argument's gone. You know, you want five hundred bucks at Dodgers Ferry or Signet or St Pat's or you know Devon, Devonport wherever, Sprayton. You can also get that at another club. So take that argument out. But it's what now is- it's now going on the. Am I committing to having a crack at the higher level? Potentially an option to play VFL and AFL, um, or am I happy in these lower? Would leagues? it do the? Would it do it the other way where it would? Subsequently, increase the player payments at lower leagues. I don't think to club, compete with I, that. I don't you don't think, think they'd be able could. to a, a lower sustain club, that. Not not two hundred fifty grand. No way. No, no way. And, and if, and if some, you'd hope it wouldn't anyway, oh, because would, that would, would be the main that reason would, that, would that you would put in yeah. a, a salary yeah. of two hundred fifty thousand at TSL league, so that you're essentially right. trying to get that best players Cl- clubs and are, no other team underneath. Nah. I mean, you hear not, you hear rumours of clubs spending you know. 40, 60, 100. Grand, you know, I mean, to jump to 250, that, that ain't going to happen. So there's not that much money floating around, I wouldn't have thought. So I don't, I don't think they'll compete. But anyway, I, I, I like the question. We don't know the answer. I still think the travel's the biggest one. I still think, you know. But if you're being financially, uh, what's the word? Um, remunerated. Rem, remunerated for your time, your effort. You say you, you're training three nights a week. You've got a Saturday there. You're potentially travelling um, to the other end of the state and stuff. I think that factors in that 
that's where part of your time and, and financial commitment exists. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yep. Yeah, but and, it's and, not going to be. And then you, you got to look at it. Two hundred fifty thousand. It's not going to be insignificant. The amount of potential match payments that you're oh, going that, to be earning. No, absolutely. And especially if it's focused towards the, you know, the the top, the senior, Which the then senior team. You then have be. that added benefit of if you've got a player um, maintaining themselves in the TSL system or coming back to it, uh, particularly potentially as a an experienced um, player. That has the flow-on effects of teaching the younger players underneath how to train a leadership component, a coaching component, uh, and things. So there are those added benefits that are hard to um, validate from a financial um, essence. Yep. What they do to a to a local club. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. Interesting one. I don't think we'll ever know the answer. Well, we, uh, maybe we will. We, we might, maybe we will we if they go do. down that that we way. So. Yeah. Anyway, so, good good deep dive, short one, but a good one. Yeah. Last drink. Thanks to Van Demon Brewing. Yeah. Oh, while you're over there preparing lunch for us. Mate, you look, you use more butter on a bit of toast than what Moda does, and that's saying something. Uh, if you haven't had the chance yet, please head along to Believe Tasmanian. Believe Tasmanian with an N. dot com. dot au uh, to support or sign up your support of our Tassie AFL side. So this is essentially a it's a push for the public. Um, to throw our support behind it, to show the AFL, the AFL uh, presidents, um, the rest of the league, that we as a community and we as a state are fully in support of this. So head along there and uh, show your support. Absolutely. Hey, um, have, Look at have this. a taste of this fruit life. Are we going to drip butter all over ourselves? Oh, it, it's not as hard mm. as I thought it was. Uh-uh. Taste that. Yeah. A uh, couple of tots. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. A uh, couple of tots this week. Can I grab a mouthful while I'm doing it? Yeah, where are they? Oh, that's good. Uh, Darwin League, the Hayes League, Yola versus Yeoman, two o'clock at Yola. NTFA, Rocha Lee versus Bracknell. It's not quite a tot, it's a Close 1v3. Uh, the Snake Pit on Sunday because of the AFL game in Launceston. Uh, okay. Smart. Sure. Smart. Uh, and Circular Head, Red Par at home to Irish Town, two o'clock Saturday. Speaking of tots, ODFA. It's looking like it'll be a tot in a, about a month's time. Bothwell taking on Campbelltown. Both teams currently undefeated. Big percentages. Going to be a ripper. Maybe a little trip. 4th of June. Thoughts? We got a lot of trips. Am I on mute? We got a lot of trips on the no? um, okay. radar that we haven't committed to yet. No. Hey, uh, shout out to South Lonnie. Great chips and gravy yesterday at the Juniors. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, sent it through to Canteen Watch. Aren't they going strength to strength? We're the, gonna... the, the Twitter handle. Canteen watch Yeah I've got him Into Queensland now I tagged him Into a, a picture Of Suncorp Stadium so. We've got a Sunday Off this week No junior games For NTJFA I might chop some wood I might come around For some fresh uh, Fruit toast How good is it Yeah nice. All right. Let's have a good week Enjoy your weekend Woo. Go and see local footy Gee Wern This toast Really quite nice Yeah Well done 
If you enjoyed this chat on Way Up in the Wing, make sure you like and subscribe to the Way Up in the Wing podcast channel so you never miss another entertaining episode, neglect an exclusive interview, or forget what games you should be seeing this footy season. Listen, like, and subscribe to the channel now. Believe Tasmanian.